Alright, first let's read First John 3, verses 23 and 24. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as He gave us commandment. And he that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that He abideth in us by the Spirit which He hath given us. You know, if you read the book of First John, it is, you know, what we do most of the time with the Scripture is we read it a verse at a time and we just take a thought at a time and we don't back up and get the whole picture of the whole context of things. Well, to do that, First John is very clear in the overall message of the book. And that is, the Spirit of God, the love of God, love for one another. But the main gist of it all, if you sum it all up, it's that the, what it does for you to be saved. I mean, what, what the Spirit of God, how He leads you. Where does He lead you? He leads you to righteousness and to a closer walk with God. That's the main message you'll get if you'll look at the whole book and read the whole book and put it all together in your mind instead of pulling a verse out here and a verse out there and making an issue out of a verse here and an issue out of a verse there. Read the whole thing. I mean, it's the message is that when you're born again, you're going to live right. And it's not somebody's idea of what's right. The Spirit of God in you is going to lead you to holiness and righteousness and closeness with God. Let's read in verse in chapter four, verses one through three. <clears throat> chapter four, first John four, one through three. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So last week we kind of, I majored, kind of majored on that issue right there. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is not of God. But that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. We So, here we have a command from the Scriptures. Here, not to believe every spirit, but to try the spirits to see if they be of God. I believe that's one of the major problems that has been the last several generations, and always has been, obviously. He was writing about it 2,000 years ago nearly here. Still a problem. We don't try the spirits. We just—it's man's tendency to just swallow anything that comes down the pike that sits well with you, that you feel good about, that makes you feel good, that leads you to feeling good, that has holds any carrot out for you. We swallow it instead of backing up and stopping and considering whether it's true or not. It's—it is. Spirits of devil that tries, uh, devils that try to influence our thinking to lead us away from God and righteousness. Just please listen to me and I'll try to hurry tonight. It, I try, I'm trying to keep it very simple, but it's, it's not so simple. It, it, 
The devil is easy. He, he can easily distract us. He can easily mislead us because we don't listen to words. And we don't... You know, I sit and think about how to say these things the most simple way, the most straightforward way, the most understandable way instead of saying all kinds of words and everybody goes to sleep and daydream and miss it. You know, every once in a while I... I I think about it, but I'm afraid somebody'd have a heart attack. I think about this going bah! or something and making everybody wake up. You know, old White there at the mill today, the saw broke. Of course, he jumped, and I thought we was gonna have to go after him. Cause <laughs> <laughs> but I said, "Where were you? Was you out on a faraway island or somewhere? You know, because it's just a monotonous and noise, and you just you, just, you if you're not." occupied with the whole deal like I am and I do too sometimes I get to thinking about something and I'll miscalculate or something you know ruin a bullet but you know that's the way it is here I know I've sat in a pew a lot and I know how it is so I try to say it as as plainly as I can but now listen it is spirits of devils that try to influence our thinking to lead us away from God and righteousness. And it's the Spirit of God that influences our thinking to lead us in the paths of righteousness and a closer walk with God. Now, we're supposed to discern those spirits. Where is the origin of this thought that is in my mind? This suggestion? This question? Who put this question in my mind? Now, I'm not against asking questions. But you just need to discern who, where that question is coming from that's taunting your mind. Amen. Simple. That part of it's simple. The instruction is simple. Doing it is another thing. Every spirit that confesseth and every spirit that confesseth not. It's made clear here that the Bible is not referring to people and what they say, but to the spirit from which the thought came whether to our own mind or to the mind of someone we're listening to or reading after. It ought to be of great concern to you if what the thoughts that I'm giving you tonight came from a devil or from the Spirit of God. Who was I listening to when I, when I wrote this stuff down? When I thought of this stuff, when I studied and when I looked at it and the, the way I reasoned and looked at the evidence and looked at the explanations and who I read after, where did it come from? Is it from the Holy Spirit of God or is it from some other person that I read that the devil slipped one in on? That's why we got to be careful about who we listen to, what we read, what commentators we take to. Everything that influences what we think. The conclusions we come to. The, you know, the concepts we, that we settle on in our mind. How sure is it that it's all of God? How pure is it? When you speak about a pure mind, we're not just talking about pornography and all of that. Pure mind is... Is everything in my mind concerning all of this? Did it all come from God? The Spirit of God? Did the Spirit of truth give this to me? Or did, did the devil slip one in on me? What about you? Same thing. Everybody's got their convictions and their beliefs and their doctrines. Well, where'd you get them? And where'd they come from? 
And most people get them from other people. That's where they get them from. Just all there is to it. And they settle on it and then it doesn't matter. They'd die and go to hell before they'd change their mind about it because it would separate them from people. It would cause them problems with their contemporaries and all of that. So, it's clear. Every spirit... What's it doing then? Is it that? It's all that. It's everything. Is it? No. All right, well... <laughs> All right, now let me get back on track here. I want to go back and find that and, and read it again. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ. We're talking about the spirits, not the people. Not, uh, do you understand that? That's main, that's a main thought that I've got here tonight. To try the spirits is to simply look closely at the direction it is leading your thoughts. Don't just let your mind freewheel. Don't let your mind just... Don't just leave the doors open and the windows open and let everything come in. You can't do that. I mean, that's suicidal for your soul and spirit. You can't do it. you got to gird up the loins of your mind. You've got to... You gotta fight the good fight. You gotta be on top of things. Your thoughts. See, it's a private thing. It's a secret thing. We all sit around and think. And I can't tell what you're thinking now. Sometimes people give away their thoughts with their face. <laughs> but some people get a good poker face. And they can just smile at you while they're, I mean, just tearing you all to pieces. Or while they're saying, eh, 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 eh. I've had people mm -mm, like that with their head. Well, I know what they're thinking. No, that's what they're thinking. I don't agree with that. But most of the time, it's not that way. You know that, don't you? It's a secret place. It, where you only know that. You only know what you think, what you, and that's what, and that, what's going on in your mind right now. So those, those, are the thoughts being presented to your mind? Are they tending to soften or remove that enmity that we talked about Sunday between good and evil? Think about it. There's, this, there's spiritual powers working in your mind all the time. Thoughts don't just come out of nowhere. And, they, and they're not generated by us altogether. There's an influence that's trying to work our thoughts, guide our thoughts, influence our thoughts one way or another. And the devil, remember, he is more he, he was more subtle than any beast of the field. It's one of his traits. He's subtle. He's very deceiving. He's a good counterfeiter. Remember we talked about that? He can do it, boy. I mean, he can... He can make you believe something that is absolutely not real. He can be so close to the real thing that you can't tell the difference unless you stop and examine it closely. And that's his goal. Just, just slip one by. Like the, the counterfeiter slipping his bills in the store. You know, missed, uh, you know, diverting your attention to something else while you take that counterfeit bill. That's the way the devil does with all of this. 
So therefore, try the spirits. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits to see if they are of God or not. So, think about it. When your mind is wheeling and you're sitting there thinking about things or some issue that you don't know about or whatever, are are the thoughts that are being presented to your mind tending to soften or remove that enmity between good and evil? Are, Are they making something that is wrong seem not as wrong as you've been led to believe? Alright, now you think the Holy Ghost of God is going to do that? If it's something that's obviously wrong, obviously immoral, obviously going to take you down a road away from God, away from righteousness, away from purity and holiness, and you you think the Spirit of God would put that thought in your mind to get you to go in that direction? Well, if it's not the Holy Spirit of God, then what is it? Just random thoughts from chemical reactions that are going on in your brain? That's not where thoughts come from. (laughs) Are they a direct challenge to something that is wrong and has always been considered wrong by the people of God? There's a spirit behind everything. And like we said last week, you can tell what the prevailing spirit is that people are listening to that are being, that people are being influenced by, by how they're living, what they're doing, what you can tell, who they're listening to. We talk about revival. You've heard it all through the years. We've talked about revival. Well, there's no such thing as a revival that doesn't change the way people think and behave and live. That's right. And that only comes from the Holy Spirit of God. But there's. There's certainly been a lot of revivals of evil, hasn't there? People keep going that direction. Why? Why are they going that direction? Why are all the the standards of all the ages being thrown to the, to the wind here in a time we're living in? Churches doing everything. Anything and everything. From drinking to fornication to everything. Right in the church. And it's okay. Told her today, you know, it's just, it's stuff you can't even correct or deal with because, well, I'm getting sidetracked here, but, but the devil so disguises it and envelops it in a little truth that you can't deal with it because you're the bad guy to say that it's wrong to be that way. You know, let me just make it a little clearer for you. Everybody's just all about the love of God and all of that, and it's all about me and myself and I. And it's all about how God will take care of you and God will bless you and how God will make you happy and how good God is. How good God is. I told her I hear that so much. And, and if you say anything about that, then see, you're, you're considered the, well, a heretic. What you think is wrong to say God's good? When you make that the message of the gospel, yes! yes. That's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is that God sent His only begotten Son to this world to die for our sins. The message of the gospel is not to just major on and park right there. And just talk about how God is so good while you're standing. You know, I see the preacher there today standing there with these jeans on and a shirt and preaching and all. 
What about reverence? What do you think God is? How do you think He is? Good. God's good. Yeah, God's good. But there's some other things about God. We we just sang that song. And I just said made the mention of that. That there's doctrine there. There's testimony there. There's everything in that song. It wasn't just God is good. God is good. God's always good. God's all I hear that so much. God is great. God is good. Well, the Muslims say that too. That's what they say. You know what? Allah Akbar. That means God great God. God is great. God is good. I think we ought to have a little more to say than that. And I think the gospel is not about that. The gospel is about Christ, not about us. Being a Christian is about serving Christ, not Him serving us. I don't know if you can understand that or not, but there's a spirit behind that because they're all the same. Everything out there is the same. They talk about Joel Osteen and criticize him, but they're all the same. They're just like him. They talk. They got the same message, and it's bland and empty and phony because it's just about that. But it's disguised as praise to God, and so can't say nothing about it because there you are. You're just against praising God. You're just against saying God's good. And what are you doing? Well. That's what that rich young ruler came to, we read about this morning, came to Jesus and he said, Good Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Well, he didn't get very far with that kind of stuff. There's more to it than that. And there's a spirit behind that. And so, if you're discerning the spirits, you'd recognize error a lot more. Say, so I just become a critic. No. You'll get closer to God. If you're, if that's all you do is just recognize the evil, yeah, you're going to be a critic and a cynic and a miserable, wretched person. And you're not going to do any good in the kingdom of God. But if you're listening, if you're discerning the spirits and you're not only recognizing the evil, but recognizing the spirit of God, then it's going to be a different story. Because yeah. He's going to guide your thoughts and your reasoning and He's going to lead you in the paths of righteousness. And you'll praise God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't have any problem praising God and saying God is good and He is. But there's a lot to say about His goodness besides just that empty, you know, cliches and stuff. Yeah. Are these thoughts, these things that are entering your mind, these suggestions, are they a direct challenge to something that you've known is wrong? You can be sure that those thoughts are the voices of the spirits of devils. The Spirit of God will never lead your mind to think more favorably or sympathetically with what is evil in God's sight. Very important. Yes, sir. And that's what's happening everywhere. People are just sympathizing with the sodomites and with every ungodly thing that they're coming up with now. They're transgender and everything else. It's total confusion. Trying to upend the whole order of God. And that is exactly what it's about. And any spirit, any thought, any suggestion, any question in your mind that pushes you in that direction, leads you in that direction to be more softer on it. Not be so hard about it. Make room for it. Accommodate it. You're listening to a devil. Mark it down. 
I believe that. I know that. So, you can be sure. Now, the Spirit of God won't lead you that way. These kind of thoughts are riddled with lies wrapped in some truth. And the truth usually has something to do with what they consider to be love. They're the ones who love. We're the ones who hate. Now, that's a lie of the devil. You don't tell the truth, it's because you hate. Yeah, that is right. If you love evil, you don't love God. You've been listening to the wrong spirit. Your mind's been messed with. How does people, how did the world get in the shape it's in? This crazy insanity that we're living among here. How did this happen? Why do people keep getting weirder and weirder and farther out there with their everything, their morals and their, which they don't have. I mean, what their body modification and, and all of that. My goodness. Why would people do that? You ever look at all these tattoos and just wonder what in the world? You see some young woman, nice looking young woman, fair skinned, and just, it looks, you know what, I, I don't see real clearly. So when I see somebody like that, it's like they're dirty. It's like, what you got on you? I mean, what would you do, fall in the mud hole or something? What's, did somebody spray oil all over you or grease and stain you all up? Did you spill ink on you? What, why would you do that? It used to be, it, uh, there's always been tattoos. Yeah, there's always been tattoos, but not like this. And why does everybody want to do it now? Yeah. And I see preachers and preachers' wives and all of them with their little tattoos and their little tramp stamps yeah. and showing it and flaunting it. It's a spirit behind that. Yes, sir, it is. Your body's a temple of the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. Him that defileth the temple, God will Judge. destroy. That don't mean nothing. It's my body. My choice. My body. Unless they're wanting to do something to your body against your consent, then then it's not your body. Thoughts that center on ourselves are not from the Spirit of God. We're talking about discerning spirits. Those thoughts that are coming in your mind. Controlling the thoughts that are in your mind. Culling suggestive thoughts and I, you know what I'm talking about there suggestions in your thoughts to lead you one way or another thoughts that center on ourselves are not from the spirit of God but from the spirits of devils John 15:26 but when the comforter is come whom I will send unto you from the father even the spirit of truth which proceedeth from the father he shall testify of me now Jesus told us what the spirit of God would do Jesus said that when the spirit of truth is come he'll testify of Jesus Christ that means that the Spirit of God will focus on Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I mean, a Holy Ghost filled meeting will just be nothing but chanting about Jesus, His name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. What does that mean? Nothing. Who is He? You're just chanting like a, a heathen in the jungle. If that's all you're doing is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Who was He? What did He do? What does that name mean? What is he, is he and who is He? That's what the Holy Ghost will talk about. He'll testify of me. 
The Holy Ghost will tell you who Jesus is. The Holy Ghost will tell you in your mind who, uh, what He's done. Why He came. That He is the Son of Man. And that He is the Son of God. The Holy Ghost will make all that clear to you. That's what He's going to do. That means the Spirit of God will focus on Christ. His work of redemption. His deity. His humanity. His power. His promises. His plans for us for eternity. And the hope that He's given us. Not our problems. The Holy Ghost is not going to magnify or focus on our problems. He's the comforter. What you got to do to get over your problems first? Get your mind off of it. So He ain't going to put your mind on it. Amen. But what's the message of today? What is all the message of today about in the churches? What's about our problems? How hard we got it and how tough life is and all the heartache and sorrow and disappointments and trouble and, you know, church is a hospital now. It's a hospital. Yeah, church ain't a hospital. Where'd that idea come from? What kind of a mind did that come from? The Holy Ghost? Did the Holy Ghost, did Jesus, did any of the prophets, God Himself, ever refer to it that way? Oh, there. Here it is. Our, not our problems. The Holy Ghost ain't going to focus on our problems. Not our struggles. Not our needs. Not our troubles. The Gospel message will not be about how much He loves us and how He wants to make us happy and prosperous. If the Holy Ghost is involved, that Spirit, then none of that's going to be the way it is. That song we just sang, I believe the Holy Spirit of God had something to do with that song. Because it don't matter how many times you sing it, how many hundreds of years it's been around, it still thrills your soul when you sing that song. There's a spiritual witness with that. The Spirit of truth will not focus on Himself. Therefore, He will not be the star of the show. Jesus said in John sixteen thirteen, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself. Plain as day. Ain't no arguing about that. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is not going to talk about Himself. He's not going to vaunt Himself. He's not going to magnify Himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. <clears throat> you know, when Jesus was here, he said, I speak, he said, I do always those things that please my Father. And he talked about how he spoke what his Father had given him to speak. The words that he spoke were not his, but his Father's. The Holy Spirit's the same way. I just read it to you. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Did you ever <clears throat> did you ever hear this term Holy Ghost meeting? What does that mean? Well, that means the Holy Ghost is going to be the star of the show. Come down here and watch the show. He's going to do marvelous things. I mean, if you want to be around the Holy Ghost, come. He's coming to this meeting. He'll be here. Her Holy Ghost filled revival. <clears throat> I see it everywhere. I see it on bumper stickers, signboards. I mean, I hear people talking about it. I see it. In brochures and stuff like that. A Holy Ghost meeting. 
How do you reconcile that with what we just read that Jesus said about the Holy Ghost when He comes? Before He ever came, Jesus said that about Him. And how are you going to reconcile that? And I speak of Himself. He's not going to be the star of the show. But what it, that's the, that's one of the arms of modern professing Christianity. It's all about the Holy Ghost. All about the Holy Ghost. Right? I'm preaching on spiritual discernment here and how that we've got to learn to recognize the Spirit of God and the Spirit of devils. Spirits of devils. So, I'm not making little of the Holy Ghost of God. We're just talking about what the Bible says and how you recognize His voice. Yes, sir. Did you... You know, the Spirit of God speaks to people in their minds, not to crowds through the audio system. The Holy Spirit of God does not inhabit or indwell a building or a tent. He He dwells in people. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Now that's the way it is. He dwells in people. He deals with people. He's not on the platform, on the stage, performing for everybody. You don't go to watch what the Holy Ghost is going to do. You ain't listening. Or you'd know He's trying to deal with you in your mind. But you're not discerning the Spirit. You're just listening to everything that feels okay to you. Spirit. Hmm. So many things. All the thoughts that enter your mind and cause you to focus on what you're feeling are not from God. Write that. Just mark that down. The Spirit of God is not going to deal with us that way. He is not the Spirit of feeling. He's the Spirit of truth. And that's exactly how He's going to deal with us every time. Bringing the truth before our mind. What are we going to do with it? Dismiss it? Ignore it? Mess with it? Listen to another voice? That ain't what that means. Your mind works that way, don't it? Don't things come into your mind? Or do every, does every thought that you think, you drum it up and you pull it up out of the archives? You, I've heard people talk about a bird flew by. You know what that, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You've heard, I've heard people say my chicken's scattered. <clears throat> you know, this, <laughs> all that stuff goes on in your mind. That's because there's other things influencing your mind. Except you. All of us are that way. Mind's a battleground. It's a thing we have to take care of. <clears throat> The Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. And truth is what He'll lead our thoughts toward. Now, the truths of God, I'm talking about not the truths of men. Because now, you know the way it is now, everybody has their own truth. It's my truth, it's your truth. That might be your truth, but it's not my truth. And I've got my truth, you know, and they claim my truth. It's what I've figured out for myself. No, you didn't. The devil's helped you do it. You got it from devils. I'm sorry for being so mean sound, but it just stirs my soul. This is so important. I had, I worked on her a little bit before church because she got some of the overflow. It's just, 
is just such a grievous thing to me. There's, do you realize that there are lots of people that are seeking right now? This world's a mess and it's about to blow up and everybody knows it and everybody's thinking, what's it going on and where can I find some answers and where's some truth? And then they go somewhere and they hear this puny gospel. It's all about us and our feelings and our troubles and our, and it's just a support group for pity parties. That's what church has become. And that's all I hear. They just leave empty. And there's a lot of people who are trying to be preachers and stuff that I believe they, in the beginning, they have, they have a right motive. And their intentions are right. But, the, but this right here, the failure to discern the spirits and nobody telling them to and everybody, and just taking everything. Everybody's good. Every preacher's good. Every, I've heard people amen absolute opposite things that were said. I just shake my head and say, what in the world? Ain't nobody listening? What is the deal here? That's exactly what it is. They're not listening. That's right. They're just letting anything come in and it's all good. Because God's good. And if you're in church and it's being said, it's got to be good. <laughs> got to be from God. But it grieves me that these people are, you know, they're being lost. Jesus said to those Pharisees, He said, you hypocrites. You compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when you get him, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. And that's what's going on. People are just being swallowed up in this emptiness. And it's a vain religion. And it's not going to get them to heaven. If it won't get them out of sin, it ain't going to get them to heaven. Amen. Truths of God, not truths that we've learned from men, but truth that's directly from God's Word and leads your thoughts towards righteousness. I told her, you know, you, you can read other people's writings and you can't say that everything from the from 400 years ago was good because it, it wasn't good. You can't even go back to the early church fathers. You, want, you, you, can't, you can't believe everything they said. There's a bunch of mess in there. And... And it's all, but every once in a while, from any age, you can, you find somebody and they just got something's different about them. What they speak is different. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know when I've found one, immediately, just immediately I just do because the Spirit bears witness with the truth. The Spirit of God bears witness with the truth. Now, if you're looking for somebody to back your thoughts that you've gathered up that are contrary, then you can find that too. It's plentiful out there. But when you hear it and agree with it, there's a difference in you than there is when it's the Spirit of God that says, that is right. Because you just know it's right. It just rings and it just rings. You go to the Word of God and, and it's confirmed in the Word of God. And there's just something in your soul that just rings and it's the Spirit of God. So what he says here, it's His Spirit that He has given us. That's the big difference. I'm talking about it leads your thoughts toward righteousness, true righteousness. Not just do's and don'ts and conforming to the standards of a certain group of people, but the truth of God that makes us more and more conformed to the image and likeness of His Son. There's a great liberty when you get to that point where you distrust God and not other people when it comes to this stuff. 
I don't know how to deal with it without getting real specific, but you know, there's things that, uh, like uh, us, there's things about us that other people that we've been around all our life would condemn. You know, they pick you apart. You say one thing and you're preaching this. Ah, you hear that? I don't worry about none of that anymore. I don't worry about that. I didn't, and I never did really. I just honestly never did. And that's why that I'm sidelined from all of that. Praise God. I mean that. I'm not bound by all of that. But the thoughts and the things that that I allow to lead my mind lead me closer to real righteousness. Struggling to try to say this without getting off on something else here. But I mean, there's just a... Uh, I don't have to please men and I don't strive to please men. If somebody, you know, well, you know, like coffee or something like that. You know, I've I've had people tell me that some, some of the 12 fruits in heaven off of them trees going to be coffee, for sure. <laughs> well, I don't believe that. I've known other people think it's a sin to drink coffee. Remember Jim Tice at the prayer meeting that night? He was visiting, he came in there. And uh, Ms. Owen offered him some coffee, and he said, Sister, I'm a Christian. Well, he wouldn't drink coffee. No, no, no. Might as well have offered him a beer. Well, I don't worry about stuff like that. I, I'm not trying to gather up a bunch of that stuff so I can be the be- you know, appear to be the best Christian, the most strict Christian that you ever knew in your life. What concerns me is whether it offends God or if it pleases God. That's the most important thing. Now, I have meat make my brother defend. I'll eat no meat while we're standing. But I don't, you know, there's there's limits on that too. That means, you know, what would you do? I mean, if you're calling everybody your brother, just look at what everybody believes. There's just some things that you just got to say, eh. Alright. It's who's talking to your mind. Who's talking to your mind? Who's talking to their minds? I mean, what is it the Spirit of God that would tell you coffee drinking drinking coffee just like drinking beer? I think the Spirit of God tell you that? No. I don't. I don't. No. Nope. Coffee don't make you drunk. Coffee never destroyed a home or killed a caused a wreck. Or somebody killed somebody else because they's out of their mind from drinking coffee. Their people like that, their ways are not equal. Their ways are not equal. They're lacking equity like we talked about this morning there. So the command is to try the spirits. That is, are you listening to me? The suggestions, the proposals in your mind, the theories that are presented to your mind the questions that are presented to your mind that are introduced into our thoughts directly in the privacy of our own mind or indirectly through the writings or the speaking of other people. The command is, try those spirits. Try the spirits, not the words, not the people that they're coming from. The spirits. Where is that going to take me? If I take that thought, is it 
Am I going? God's over here. God's right in front of me. Now, am I going to go that way or am I going to go that way with this thought? Is it going to make me more like the sinful world? Is it going to make me more acceptable to them? Is it going to make me, uh, you know, what's it going to do between me and God if I become more like the world? What if she listened to, you know, got to reading women's stuff and, and all this and got all those thoughts in her mind? All that's from the devil. Amen. It is. Amen. And I come home and she's all painted up like some kind of a floozy. How am I going to feel about that? Not going to make me happy. No, 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 no. Going to be trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> Who should she listen to? Who should she want to please? Well, if you're the bride of Christ, who should you want to please? You're going to listen to some stranger that tells you you got a right to this and you can do this and anything, any suggestion, any question. How's he? How come he? How come you got to do what he wants instead of what you want? Where's that coming from? The Holy Ghost of God? No. It's a spiritual thing. Man, I go on. I'm not going to promise myself. I'm not going to do that tonight. So, where do these thoughts come from? These suggestions, these proposals, these theories, questions introduced into our thought, uh, into our thoughts. Are they a product of our own mind or the mind of someone else, or are they coming from another intelligence outside of ourselves? Well, to ask that question, if you, how are you going to try the spirits if you don't ask those questions about your thoughts? About something that's been presented to your mind that you're considering, thinking about, rolling around. How are you going to try it if you don't ask yourself those questions? You can't. If you believe they're a product of, of our own thinking, then, uh, then you must not believe in anything spiritual at all. And most people don't. There you go. Unless it's evil. Our mind is the battlefield where God and evil do battle for our soul. If we do not do our diligence to practice what the Bible tells us here, we can't possibly overcome the world or sin or temptation, but we'll eventually be vanquished by the influence of evil and we'll just fade away into the abyss of darkness. I've watched it happen over and over and over since I've been a Christian. Seen people get so close and then fade away. Something got into their mind. Something got into their mind. Changed their thinking. Directed them. Drawed them away. Every man's tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. How's that happen? He ain't, he ain't checking the spirits. He's not keeping his mind. He's not keeping his his castle. He's just He's got everything open. Anybody can come and go. If we don't do our diligence, we're not going to win. This, 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 will, this will change if you just think about this and if you'll believe this tonight and you'll take seriously what God's warning us about here. It'll change the way you hear preaching. It'll change the way you understand the writings of others, the books you read. Instead, it'll change the way you understand it if you'll do this. Yes, sir. Is it of God or is it not of God?
It'll open your understanding about what's coming out of the mouths of your children and your spouse and others, your fellow Christians. It'll open your understanding about that. It'll change the way you discern whether you are hearing, uh, whether what you're hearing is coming from God or not. It'll change the way you discern. If you'll just try to examine it and say, where's this taking me? Am I feeling more sympathy toward evil? Or am I feeling more sympathy toward God for the way He's being treated by this ungodly world? And what the devil's doing with his men made in the in his image and likeness? It'll change the way you discern whether what you're hearing from is from God or not, and it'll open your understanding about what's coming out of the mouths of your of others. And, and but when we realize that our thoughts are are a playing, a plaything of the devil, and also the way God communicates with us through His Spirit. Do you realize your thoughts? That's what they are. They can be a plaything of the devil, and they are. Or, and they're also the way God communicates with us through His Spirit. It's kind of like you got to believe. In your heart, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Isn't that what the Bible says? With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. But the heart is desperately wicked. And he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. You see how, how treacherous that is? What a slippery place that is? Same way this. Your thoughts. That's why we should strive to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What do you think Christ's mind was like? He told the devil straight on, he has nothing in me. The devil didn't have nothing in him. How deep do you think that goes? What do you think that really means? It means the devil didn't hit... The thoughts of Christ were not a plaything of the devil. But now when you look at yourself in the mirror, and I look at myself in the mirror, I can't say that honestly, fully, that the devil don't try and sometimes succeed in entering in on my thoughts. It's a battle. We've got to fight the good fight of faith. What is that? What does those little words mean? Fight and a soldier and the armor and what does all that mean if it's not about this right here that we're talking about tonight? True. This is where it's at. When the devil wins, he wins here first. That's right. He's winning in hearts and minds before we ever see the fruit of it. We've all been shocked at somebody just all of a sudden. What happened there? I just all of a sudden. I mean, they was in church last Sunday, and now, oh my! I just oh, what in the world? No, it was going on a long time before in here, where nobody could see it, but they kept the screen clean, the smile on, the the lingo going, that churchy, you know, religious talk going, but all the time in here, man. The battle was nearly over already. The devil had him. 
Only then, when we realize our thoughts are that important and that's where the battle is at and what's going on, only then will we realize the importance of this truth revealed in this command to try the spirits. I don't want to read you two verses and then I'll stop. Proverbs 25, verse 28, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs 16, verse 32, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. You have to rule your own spirit. That means you don't turn over the reins of your spirit to a devil. God must have the reins. That spirit, it's, we, you know, this whole thing is spiritual. It's not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We got to start making it a habitual practice to consider the thoughts that are presented to our mind. No matter where you're at, in church fellowshipping, uh, listening to the radio or whatever else, listening to some other preacher, listening to the, uh, reading a book, anything that's been presented to your mind, you better examine it. better be aware of this. Be aware. Don't just be a skipping through life, lollygagging along, and let the devil get in your mind, corrupt your thoughts, corrupt your heart. That's what God calls it all through the Word of God. That's what He refers to this as corruption. We're corrupted in our thoughts. The devil gets slips one by us, disguises it as truth because it's got love in it and it's got compassion and sympathy and all those things, you know, is in it and so it's got to be right. The devil's a liar. No such thing as compassion and sympathy without truth. Truth right. is what matters. The spirit of truth will guide us into all truth. I wish I could... uh, You know, this is a rich vein we're in right here, and I hope you'll just bear with me because there is more, and and it needs to be clear, and this just needs to be hammered in to me. If you just want to sit by and play tic-tac-toe or something while I'm preaching, go ahead. I'm getting something out of this. It helps me greatly. It really does. Amen. Father, thank You. Thank You for the truth that we've talked about tonight. It is so important. I pray that You'd help us all to take this seriously. Holy Spirit, I pray You'd work in my heart and help me with this. Have a better handle on my thoughts and and be more careful about what I allow my thoughts to take up on or to consider in those things that I uh, file away. I pray that You'd help me to be clear of error and clear of lies of the devil and, and things that would lead me the wrong way. Lord, help me, I pray. I pray that everybody else would understand this tonight and, and that You'd help them too. We're living in perilous times for our, for, the, for our souls. Please help us. Go with us now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know it's getting hotter and hotter, ain't it, in here? Well, we've got troubles with the air conditioning.